This is the Mindful Experiment Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Vic. Excited that you're here. This podcast is all about diving deep into the mind and understanding this experiment or this game we call life. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode here on The Mindful Experiment. I'm your host, Dr. Vic. This Every Friday, we have someone that we interview to help you level up in life in some way, shape, or form. Someone that focuses maybe on the mind, some relations to the mind, life, and how to help raise us to be more whole, raise our consciousness levels, and all that great stuff. This week, I had the amazing pleasure to interview Wiley McGraw, and it was an awesome convo. I mean, before we even got on, we already knew this was going to be a good episode for you guys. We were gelling already and so many good things of what we were discussing. Um, but it was, we dove into so many things about how to level up in your life, how to unleash your potential, how to really understand, to thrive and get to those high, the high level. And I'm not talking from a financial standpoint, but from a level of being whole to coming to raising your true consciousness, to raise your vibe and to really feel more fulfilled in life. What does that look like? And what are the things we have to do to do that? And how we have to let go of our baggage? What does that look like? And how we can thrive to get to higher levels to help us unleash and untap potential that we have within ourselves. Um, and, and, and for those who don't know who Wiley McGraw is, he's a former star picture, pitcher, a competitive bull rider, and a three-tour combat veteran. It was through those intense experiences that he discovered his crazy superpower being able to expose blind spots, erupt and eradicate stress, and fully unleash the untapped potential of high achievers. He's the founder of the Radical Performance Acceleration and for well over a decade now has been behind the scenes doing life-altering work for powerful CEOs, entrepreneurs, leaders, and public figures accelerating their performances both personally and professionally. His work in the proverbial Navy SEAL training equivalent to high performance and leadership development, pushing even the elite beyond their limits so they did not only hit their peak, but sustain it. And so this is something that you want to be able to sit back. You're going to be listening to it however you are. Listen to this multiple times. There's going to be a lot of good things here before have you to dive in to go really deep with all this. So without any further ado, here is Wiley McGraw. Wiley, welcome to the show, brother. Thanks, Doc. I appreciate you having me here. Uh, I'm excited to have you on, listeners. This is going to be an awesome conversation. <laughs> I love your energy, Wiley, and what you bring to the table, your experiences. Uh, a bull ride. I'm going to be asking a lot of questions on that, too, sure. about your writing experience and all that. And before we um, dive into all the good stuff that we're going to be sharing, well, I always like to share with my listeners your story. How did you get to where you are today? What's the stuff that you went through that kind of said, hey, this is what I'm going to be doing in my life. This is what uh, I want to showcase, why I want to do that, or why I am doing that, and uh, so much more. Yeah, well, we all want to understand the journeys of one another, especially people that are doing significant things out in the world. It's it's that story that we like to connect ourselves to. So. Uh, to answer your question, Doc, uh, just to go back and make it, I want to truncate it so that it does. I mean, we could talk about this for hours, but I grew up in a, a, I would say, a very stressful household. And I thought about that this even this morning before we got together is how my family would never admit to the fact that there's dysfunction in, in the dynamics of our, our, our family, uh, you know, uh, pod, so to speak. So as a young kid, I always felt that I was oddly different. There was something, uh, strange about me, so I didn't re- I didn't understand that, of course, and I didn't realize at the time uh, that I was basically serving as the definitive scapegoat. And when I had found as a young a young guy 
Uh, I, I grew up with a semi-pro ball player of a father uh, around uh, pro baseball players, and he he saw my talent as a young age. I think three around three uh, or four years old, I had thrown a ball, and he realized that I had skill, I had power, and he started to cultivate that. And I I ended up pitching uh, for about thirteen or fourteen years straight where I was training constantly year in and year out focused, hyper-focused on that skill. So my household being stressed out, being dysfunctional addictions, pain, unresolved stress and suffering that has been passed down from generations, uh, struggles. Uh, and, and, and yet, even though we were a, I would say a middle-class family, it was still all of that chaotic mess that was wrapped up in this family dynamic, me being this almost outcast, being the different one, the left-handed one, the, I've only got the unique name. I was always the artistic, passionate kid uh, that was constantly being made fun of and put down and suppressed. And I felt something had to give. So as I was focused as an athlete, becoming a star athlete, my dad really making me uh, perfect that nature of who I was as, as a pitcher, it started to feel like it wasn't enough for who I really was, if that makes sense. So I started to, to notice as I got older, the unnecessary pressures and unnecessary stress outside of the normal stresses of being an athlete. Because when you are performing, there are those normal stresses of you always perfecting yourself and being the best. But then when you have the unresolved external stresses that are impacting you, they can actually suppress your potential and not allow you to really fully actualize who you are. And eventually that broke. And I started to pull away from the incessant push of perfectionist, uh, perfectionism from my father, the, the desire to control what I was doing, who I was and what I was becoming. And I, I challenged myself and put myself in an environment uh, in the world of rodeo. And I found I started to connect to pro cowboys, people that lived in, in Southern California at the time. And I really got excited about the opportunity to go ride bulls. And when I did for the very, very first time, I have a blog, even write about this with, uh, about life, life's bullshit. You know, what bull riding taught me all about that is that very first ride that I got on two and a half seconds, I fell off the bull slipped in the mud, landed on my leg. And we locked eyes for a brief second. And I felt this power inside me ignite. And I realized this was the environment I needed to stretch myself and get away from the, the constraints of what I was expected to be so that I can go find out who I was meant to be. And I felt the warrior nature of who I was inside ignite. And I started to connect the dots about what I felt as a young man and what I really wanted to be. And it just pushed me even further to stay in those more challenging, uh, I would say, uh, life or death situations to really push myself outside my own comfort zone and become more of the man I wanted to be. And eventually I got tired of that and the military came knocking. And instead of going down the professional baseball route that my dad was pushing me for, I joined the military. My, my work is considered the proverbial Navy SEAL training equivalent to high performance and leadership development because what I put my leaders through is the most intense Transform, transformative, uh, life-altering experiences they'll ever have. There's no nothing else out there that will do that. So that's why we we tie that together that way. And it's paying homage to the, my friends that are Navy SEALs as well, because they are the baddest of the bad out there in the world. But going back to what I said, as I became a combat infantryman, 101st Airborne Division, I did three tours overseas. I eventually became a leader uh, as a combat mortarman. And I discovered so many different aspects of my power and potential that had been suppressed by my family dynamic. So that's kind of me truncating that all into a very uh, short uh, way to describe where I came from, what I discovered, 
was this crazy superpower in the middle of a combat zone, in the middle of war, being shot at, dealing with uh, the most intense life experience, I found that I had the ability to see blind spots in performance itself. I started to notice the differences in stress and actually how they were affecting people's ability to achieve, to perform, and to be the most optimized version of themselves. And when I started to realize that I could see these things that other people weren't seeing, I wanted to explore that to its fullest. And when I got out of the military, I did just that. I started to do the self-mastery path. I wanted to know more about who I was. I started to surround myself around the most challenging people, the most challenging uh, environments, because that's what it takes to be your best is an environment, not a process. And I realized that in order for me to cultivate this gift that I came into this world with, that my family was utilizing unknowingly to bring it to the world and really help erupt people's unresolved stress and help them expose and eradicate their blind spots, unleash their potential, not just help them trickle it out, but get it all out into the open that I had to do it for myself first. I had to have someone, an outside force, push me beyond my limits, make me face my demons, make me eradicate my stresses and help me understand who I was at the core without all the chaos, stress, and sacrifice that accompanied me on my path. And then I was able to go out into the world and provide that to other people. Love that, man. Love all yeah. the, I love everything. And, and I can relate in a lot of ways when you're sharing your story. I'm like, yeah, that's a lot of what I went through in some ways. And uh, baseball, I'm very passionate about it. Something I, it. I grew up in myself. So I, I can Cubbies? definitely. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. a Chicago fan, but I do cheer for the Cubs. Like when the Cubs and Sox are doing really well, uh-huh. I'll cheer for the Cubs when they go against each other. This sure. year I've been cheering for the Sox just because the Cubs ain't going, where, going anywhere. For <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> they yeah. had that history. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, but. Uh, um, no, that's awesome. So how, you know, I love how you like depicted things or right? you took your life experiences, right? And you, yeah. you looked at them and you said, okay, hold on, I'm going to take this and learn and extrapolate and then use that to the future and help me and myself and, and, and helping others. How, you know, that transition, I, I mean, I have friends who, who've done tours in Iraq. I know people who've done tours out there. Right. Um, and, and sometimes they come back and they don't, they don't, they, it's that, that hard transition to get back yes. to the real world but also what you went through. And a lot of times I love what you bring up. That's why I love your message so much is because a lot of times we don't deal with the stuff we went through, right? I grew up in a family right. dynamic that was like, hey, this, we, we have an issue, whatever it is. Yeah. And then yeah. and it's like, we don't talk about it. Exactly. We're fine. Let's just move forward. And it was exactly. like, uh, hold on here. Like, right. There's a white elephant in the room. You do not think that has an effect on you and how you're going to perform as you get older? It does, right? That's what you're, you were feeling that. You were noticing that. Oh, massively. And then uh, like the whole thing you mentioned about pressure, right? Taking on more pressure than what's normally there. Like you put, yeah. you, you're, you're stressing yourself even more, totally could connect. So the transition side, how, how, you know, was it something that inclined it? Was it something that, you know, we're in the mind or mindset or a viewpoint that you were kind of like, I need to do X to, cause I need to get this out. I need to get this cleared. I need to work through this. Yeah. Or instead of just going through the normal pattern of I'm going to ignore it and just, yeah try to stuff it and regress, you know, repress it as much as I possibly can. Yeah, that's, I, I, I'm glad you brought that up because it's first and foremost, self-awareness and self-actualization are a missing component in our society today. People do not stop to really delve deep into things that are actually the most uncomfortable of those life experiences. And what, and I'll, I'll even touch on this real quick. We're taught to suck it up. That is truly the mentality especially for men in our culture, suck it up and get over it. And for me, when you're asked that question is what, what transition that I started to become aware of that 
Well, I wanted to understand why I was experiencing reoccurring stress over and over again in any dynamic that I was involved in. I wanted to understand why is it that every time am I, am I, did people just not like me because of, of my face? Or, I mean, is there something and I started to do that self-evaluation every single moment of every single day of understanding the outside world and how it was showing up around me. I, something innately inside me just told me to do that. It's not that I, I, I started reading books and trying to figure it out that way. I was just giving myself permission to have the experiences that were happening in life and starting to understand, okay, if I keep experiencing this type of stress, no matter what it may look like or how it may show up, there's something else going on here. It's not just this whole world of, you know, you do you and I do me and we, I don't affect you and you don't affect me. That's BS. We all have an impact on one another. We, there's a holistic dynamic of human beings and life together in this this uh, collective reality as we all have our own individual reality. So when I started to pay attention to that, especially in the middle of a war zone, I started to see how my leadership evolved this intuitive nature that I had. I started to realize that there's something more to stress. There's something more to life experiences that impacts who we are at the core first and who we are at the core first actually has an impact on how our external world is molded around us. It's not to say that sometimes in some situations we have people that show up with their 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 crap, all of their stress, all of their dysfunction, and they bring it into the mix. And that can, but you have to learn how to decipher the differences. Why are you experiencing reoccurring stresses? Or are you experiencing other outside forces or stresses that you know how to utilize and manage for a benefit versus a detriment? So to kind of really truncate and answer that question, it's I just I just paid attention to those experiences. And that's what really allowed me to discover those two types of stress, acute and chronic stress, as I call them. The acute stresses are the things that keep happening to us, no matter how much we have things under control or we have things, quote, figured out. The chronic stresses are the unresolved stresses from the impacts of our life experiences that create those undetectable patterns of doubt, fear, and cautiousness that we are unaware of at the most basic subconscious level that literally constantly plays out like these live wires that are hanging off of us that push away everything we say we want and then attract into our life more of those acute stresses. And until we can face those life experiences, those demons, as I call them, battle them head on and eradicate them, we're never going to actually unleash all of our potential and know who we really are at the core. We might think we know who we are, but that's the other tool that's overused is our, our freaking minds are way overused. We have the society that rewards the thinking, the logical, the rational, the linear, and we completely disregard the intuitive side of us, the energetic side of us, the emotional side of us. We make that wrong or weird or woo-woo or bad, and we create these tribalistic ideals around how we should be showing up as a human being when it comes to our performance, our potential, and what it is we look to achieve in the world. So when I say it's pay attention to your you know, what's going on around you, and actually be willing to go inward and actually see what's actually affecting you or holding you back. What's occupying space within you, right? Like the nervous system, it channels everything to control the human body. If you don't have that nervous system and an optimized state of performance, you're always going to have chronic pain. You're going to always have fatigue. You can have dysfunction of the organs. You may not know it right away, right, doc? It, it, eventually, it just it tells you, I'm done. You have to do something about this. Well, I'm saying do this now so that you can go out into the world and be your best self for others as well. And that's what will naturally lift others up with you and get people more awareness to start doing the, the real work that it takes to get to that level. Does that make that. sense? 
Oh, yeah. it totally does. Okay. Whenever you speak in nervous system, you're, you're speaking to oh, my yeah, heart. Well, so. I wanted to throw that in there. Yeah. <laughs> I greatly appreciate that. Absolutely. But yeah, it's one of those, you know, these, 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 these processes of, you know, seeing these elements and how to approach, but I love how you bring up the, the, the acute and chronic, right? It's something that from a scientific standpoint, like I teach my patients this a lot and I could bring this in because it relates so to what you're saying is like when something comes up, Doc, I got this going on. I'm, I'm worried. I, my day did this, this may happen. I look at him and say, Hey, it's fine. Let's, let's see how this plays out. And they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, it's just something that came up. It could be something that the body's changing. It could be, there's so many things in the short term, like the acute, like one day or two, like one time I'm seeing them. I'm like, sure. there's a thousand reasons why that could be showing up in science. You know, one time it happens just, you know, it's just an occurrence when it happens twice. Then it's like a, a coincidence. And then you have to have a multitude, like five to six before we establish a pattern. Then once you see the pattern, then it's like, all right, now I can work with you on this. Now I'm seeing a pattern of what you're talking about. Here's where, how it is. Now I can right. break it down really easy and we can get right to the solution. Right. And I love how you bring that up with your life because, and I think I teach this a lot myself where it's like, be aware of the common chronic things or the common things I'll say that are showing up that you're kind of getting stressed about or bothered about or resistance or what triggers you. That is like the window of opportunity to create massive change and transformation of what you need to learn and what you need to work through in life. And I appreciate you doing that work and sharing that because that's something that I think a lot yeah. of people need to do because if we can just do that simple tool, right? It's not hard right. to do. Would you agree? Say that out. Uh, what's I'm not sorry, hard to it's do? Not, it's not hard to do, right? To just be aware and just sit there and be like, okay. Well, let me you know, I think there are people out there, of course. There are plenty of people that have the ability to be self-aware. But I would I would bluntly say that majority of people might think they're aware. They're not as aware as they need to be. Uh, and it does it takes a desire to want to change. And I've met people that absolutely refuse. They're like, I am who I am. And, and instead of saying, I'm willing to work on it, they just say, I am who I am. And they, they go into that mindset of, this is just me. And I, and I go, no, that's not actually you. All of that dysfunction and pain is not you. Stop. And people are just afraid. People honestly, Doc, are afraid of facing themselves. They are afraid to look at their own truth. They are afraid of how uncomfortable that is. We have this, again, we have this world that says, you know what? Take your time. When you're ready, you're ready. That's that's also BS. Stop. Like, why don't you? Act, if you really want what you say you want, there is no take your time and let things come as they do. That is someone who's basically enabling your comfort. That is someone who's not loving you to the degree you need to be loved. You want to. You want real love. Real love is sometimes uncomfortable and ugly. It's challenging. It's holding you to a higher standard because someone can see the real you outside of all of that other pain. That you're dealing with. So going back to what you even said, just to, to add to that, yes, from a scientific standpoint, absolutely. Also from a life experience standpoint, because there are experiences in life that science in itself hasn't even caught up to, to even understand yet. You can't reoccur certain life experiences or re recreate certain life experiences, but you can pay attention. Like, like we talked about, what is showing up over and over again? There's something there. If you think that it's just, ah, that's not, that's not my stuff, that's someone else, you might be surprised if you actually stop and do that self-awareness, you realize it is your stuff. There's a lot more to you than you think. And I see this with high-powered leaders that I work with for a very long time is they chalk it up to life, business, and it's just what it is. And it's not. And they wonder why they are not actually, they're always feeling like they're grinding for more. They need to, they keep seeking and searching. Their relationships are suffering. Their health is suffering. They're, they're, they're feeling burned out. They feel like, and they wear that as a badge of honor, and then they break down and go, "What? Well, what, what's going on? What's different? Well, I guess it's just normal." And I go, "It's not normal whatsoever." 
but you need an outside force, no matter what that might look like, to hold you in that space, in that environment, in a framework to really help you blow past your limits. When I optimize leaders, I'm in an environment with them, in a relationship with them, in their life with them. This isn't a program or a process. It's I'm in it with you as it's happening in real time. And as these things happen and I can see what's really holding you back, I can see how you're behaving, how you're talking, how you're interacting. I see the blind spots. I know exactly what challenges to put you through so I can eradicate those quickly as life is happening. And you'll see life accelerates, transforms, and becomes the most optimized, not just something that you kind of trickle along and hopefully you figure out one day. I love that, man. I love yeah. how you're in, in the whole process. That's awesome. Um, now I'm forgetting my question I was going to bring up. No, come back to me. It will. There's a lot of good stuff there. Um, but no, you know, it's one of the things, oh, this wasn't asked. So like in my world, I always teach and talk about like how everything has a perspective. Like we, we're, we're culturally programmed. We have our family dynamics that program our mind, all these different things. Mm. So sometimes I teach people like, like it's happened to me where you were talking about some people, like it, it worked be high power people you're working with, what, you know, stuff. Yeah. That was me. I remember I followed, when I became a chiropractor, I had this massive vision. I still do, but it was one of those things where I was like, I'm going to change the world. I'm going to help people. I'm going to get, I'm going to go against the big pharma machine. I'm going to do all these different things. Right. And I kept getting, I, 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 by the time what I thought was success was what I was told. And what I learned from all the best chiropractors, I got there. And then all of a sudden I was like, this is it. That's all there is. Like, I'm going to continually grinding. I'm going to continually burn out myself. I'm going to continually do this. And then I had to shift my perspective, change my vision in life and all these different things to reprogram, basically tell, basically write my story of what it is to be a successful chiropractor, program that, define that, and then say, here's what it is. When it comes to those subjective to you, very subjective to you. Success is subjective at, at the basic level. Exactly. And it's, and it's one of those things like, what does it mean to me? So working with them, is it stuff that you work with, like from a perspective, like, Hey, you know, here's a high power person. This is what you're supposed to do. And it's like, no, 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 you don't have to do that. There could be a whole nother reality. Like what's your process? All right, guys, we're going to take a quick break here. Here's a word from our sponsor. Are you looking for a place to feel your feels? We'll look no further than emotional support. I'm Alessandra Torasani, and I live with bipolar disorder. And I was looking for a trusted space where I could just laugh and be myself and talk to other like-minded individuals about mental health and just make sure it's not so serious. So if you want to laugh, come on by and listen to emotional support wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. All right, let's get back to this rocking episode. If you don't well, want me to ask him. Uh, first and foremost, I provide them an environment for them to be the most vulnerable they have ever been. It's My work is the antithesis to our typical coaching programs and systems and seminars and processes. They, they'll, all of those things I say it over and over again have their place. They do, they do provide people that need them, uh, I would say, a path. Uh, steps, things that they, that they can apply and start utilizing in their life to, to create movement for themselves. Um, but those things help people. They don't optimize a person. So my work as I optimize my work as an eruptor, as a performance accelerator, not a coach, my work is all about. And what I do is I work with maybe three to four high-powered leaders per year. It's very intimate. It's very exclusive. And it's very intense. Like I said, proverbial Navy SEAL training. You want to go through your limits. You want to push yourself to the brink and actually find out who you really are, fully unencumbered, optimized, unleash all your potential and your power and see what it's like to create from white space and ambiguity and peace and freedom. 
this is where you're going to get it. And not everybody becomes a Navy SEAL when they go through BUDS. So the whole point of that is my, it's not just mindset. It's holistic. I have a network of 40 plus resources I've curated for years that work in tandem with me. So I, I don't show up to the table saying, I'm going to do everything. My job is bringing my wisdom, my experience, my capabilities as an eruptor to really basically bring up their unresolved demons and slay them with them head on. I make them feel it rattle from within so that it can bring brought to the conscious mind and be faced head on. And that happens in real time in relationship with my client. I'm in their life with them 24 seven for the anywhere from three months to 12 months, depending on the time frame that we need to really accelerate them to get where they want to go. So I will go back to your question about perspective. Not everything is just a matter of perspective either. Because that's that sometimes that's our way as human beings to try to justify not wanting to hear or believe in something that someone's telling us. We go, well, that's your perspective. Actually, at the end of the day, that's just a fact that I'm witnessing with you. And I have to tell leaders that that's not my perspective. This is what I'm saying to you is not some philosophy I made up uh, or I read about, or this is not my perspective or my personal opinion. I'm literally watching you destroy your own life. I'm witnessing it happening in real time and I'm giving you the truth. You just don't want to hear it. But that's the, the nature of why I do what I do is because I'm, I'm putting leaders in these positions to face their truth, face who they really are, face the stuff they've swept under the rug their entire life to get to where they are today and realize, you that, like you said about your, your six, you're like, this is it? That's what I'm talking about. Is like you get there and you go, I followed everybody else's idea of success, but who am I? I don't know how to be in a relationship with myself. I don't even know where my true power is derived from. I did it based on the fact of what we are all taught to actually do to accomplish and achieve. And I look at it this way, just because you can accomplish tasks, make money and notoriety doesn't mean you're a high performer. That's, a, that's an achievement mindset. High performance should be all aspects of your life. Is your relationship with your partner, spouse, children? How optimized is that? How is your health? What do, you, what do you do when it comes down to stress? How do you manage and optimize that itself? How are you running your company? Are people actually influenced and inspired by who you are at the end of the day and how well you live your life or just because you have a position and you bark orders? And I, I come to the table with that, that mindset, so to speak, and realize we are more than just our thinking. We are so much more when it comes to our, how the power of our emotions, how the power of our, our bodies, our energy, every aspect of who we are. If we can bring that into full focus, you'll be surprised how powerful you become instead of limited by what society thinks you should be or what you might think you should be. Does that answer your question? Yes, sir. No, okay. it's awesome. I appreciate Good. that. I like the, awesome. you know, speaking holistic, that's, you know, it lines up with the chiropractic perspective and it lines up with other stuff that I do. Cause it's like, you're vitalistic. I take it. Oh, very massively. Okay. I love yeah. it. I was reading about you. I just wanted to make sure. Yeah, I had that right. Yeah. Vitalistic. <laughs> well, I mean, that's, that's a great philosophy. I love chiropractors of vitalistic, not yeah. me- mechanical. The thing about chiropractic, uh, you know, is, is unfortunately, we, I won't get into this tangent. It's not about this podcast for that, but you know, we are, <laughs> we come from vitalism, but unfortunately we've, a lot of chiropractors lost their way in that. So sure. when you talk about vitalism and holistic, they're like, no, 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 we're chiropractors. We only do this. I'm like, no, 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 no. We're, we do the whole thing. Um, we're not car, we're not cars with parts. <laughs> there's, yeah. there's more than just the adjustment right. that we're doing, right. but it's one of the things where, you know, I think there's an, we're coming into a movement of time where it's like, we got to get away from that framework of like success. And I, and I say this because if you look at like just how people, how we live, 
when we look at someone who's successful, I mean, right in people's minds, for the most part, are going to see someone who has a nice house, nice car, dressed nice, has all these design yeah. things. And it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, you can show that, right? But I think we're coming to a perspective in life that I think this is the movement I'm starting to see. We're seeing it in men for sure, because I see a lot of men starting to, or movements of like, yeah. we need to learn how to be more vulnerable. We got to break yeah. through this this archetype of what we've created of what a male should be. Um, and I think one of the things is, is moving more to a whole person. And I think that's what you're bringing to the table, right? And, and this is something I kind of teach too, because I talk about the five elements of life. You can't just focus on one because yeah, that could be great, but then you're going to lose out on the others. And you got to figure out how, you know, how do you create that balance so that all of those are optimizing? Would you agree when all those things in life that you were talking about, if you get those all in balance, does that make you be at your, Peak performance does that help unleash yes. your potential more? I mean, um, uh, yes. But- you got to consider if you have think about what it's called alignment, right? Think about you, the work you do, and I, I I have multiple chiropractors even in my network that I see from a Gonstead, right? I, I go to different uh, um, studies because I love making sure that my body is constantly being challenged at the same time, not just the same over and over and over again because the body just adapts to that. So. Going back to that alignment, when your body is in alignment, when that spine's in alignment, right? The nervous system can function optimally. Consider who you are. We have to break away from the repetitive patterns of thinking that life can be broken down into simple steps and processes. We are holistic, dynamic, innate beings at the end of the, of the day. We have overworked this idea that you can everything needs to be a mapped out thing. Let's figure out how to map that out. Let's map that out. Let's, because that is a mechanism of control and it comes from fear. It comes from this psychological aspect of evolution, so to speak, where we have not really as evolved as fast as technology has. We have a mind that is designed to protect us from things that feel uncomfortable or scary. And if anything feels challenging in life, that's meant to stretch you and push you beyond where you're at. The first knee-jerk reaction from skepticism, cynicism is to basically say that's a threat, even though we might not verbalize those words. But when you can get all of yourself, who you are, in alignment, and you are an optimized from every angle, from every area of your life, all that's left is a pure channel for your potential to actually come out like a geyser. And you can tap into that like a never-ending fuel source for your performance, for your capabilities. There will no longer need for you to feel like you have to rely on figuring out how to, okay, I have to live my life by this principle, this principle, this principle. I don't live my life that way. I don't wake up in the morning scheduling out hour by hour at principles of how I'm supposed to live my life. It becomes just an innate and flow that you are already just in. It just naturally occurs. And that's the point of why I'm sitting here with you even now today. It's like, I'm out in the world living like this. And I want people to realize you can live like that. It's all a facade, the idea that you have to sacrifice unnecessarily. You have to suffer and deal with things breaking and losing, et cetera, so that you can achieve that car, that house, that money. At the end of the day, doc, those are all byproducts. Somebody can be fully aligned with making a ton of money and still be a jerk and can be a complete dysfunctional uh, lunatic. Does not take away from their absolute alignment with making money. But look at who that person is. Why would you want to emulate that? Why aren't you wanting to emulate someone who is literally has the best relationships, is healthy, who's happy, who's free, who's at peace, who knows how to handle any situation that comes at them, who wakes up feeling like they're like my athletes that I've worked with in the past, that when they're in the zone, they're in the zone. Well, why not live that way every single moment, every single day? It's absolutely possible. And then if anything else comes outside of you to try to throw you off, it never really knocks you off course because you know how to receive it 
I study ancient martial arts, Kung Fu. I do every aspect of what I study with that every day with my, my instructor. Once a week, I have my lessons. Every time I'm, I'm constantly reading the philosophies, I'm looking into that. Everything points back to this simple principle. When you can learn how to receive or welcome the attack, the right response will present itself. But we are so hell-bent on trying to prevent the attack, so hell-bent on trying to hold things off. They never know who we really are without all of that. And that's what I'm saying. It goes back to when all of those pieces are together in alignment, you will see what it's like to actually have your potential completely unleashed, your power be completely optimized, and you will know what it's like to be so in the zone, focused every single day, that every decision you make is fearless. It's outside the comfort zone. The comfort in the, com- uh, dis- uh, in the discomfort starts to become a norm for you as well. I love that. I love how you bring up Kung Fu. I did that when I was a young kid. I, I got to get back into that because I love their philosophy it's and a lot. Such an, it's such a beautiful Chinese uh, martial art. It's one of those ancient arts that is just, it's an internal art and people think it's just all about, it's not about fighting. That's why a lot of people don't really study it because it's not about battle and combat. That's the secondary. It's all about internal integration. It's all about balance, optimization. And when you can get to that place, you can flow and move and stay really grounded and be connected to both sides of life. You'll see that you'll, you'll be able to handle any kind of attack, so to speak, that comes your way. I love that. Yeah. So then the question, if the listeners, if they're thinking like I'm thinking, then they're going to, my question is, <laughs> then how do you get to that point, right? Like what, it, or I should say how, what are the processes to stay centered? So that way that, you know, I know I have mine that I do, but what are some things that you do or you recommend that people can get into that state of flow more so that they're not, because, you know, we worry about the, yeah. the, the attack, but then sometimes sure. we're always also thinking too, like what kind of attacks coming? How are they going to attack? See, that's Instead right of- there. And I will, I will answer that right there, Doc, if I may. That right there, when the mind goes right to that, that think about the energy behind how, how is the attack going to show up? When is it going to come? Right there is a, a, a defense mechanism that's rooted in fear. And that's why we have our, we see everywhere we go, people want to know how something is done. How, 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 but yeah, but how, but how, but how, but how. Slow down and realize you don't always need to know how. How is also a limitation. Needing to know, it's like, if you want to make a really great stew, I'll show you and teach you how to do the recipe. If you want to build a car, we can, te- we can follow steps in how we build the car. When it comes to human performance, true human performance, who you are, becoming optimized is not something that can happen through steps and knowing how. Not, not one of my clients has ever jumped and we've never agreed to do work together based on what they know they're going to get or how it's going to happen. It's not possible because if I tell you anything of the how, you're going to brace for it. And when you brace for it, I'm not getting the most vulnerable version of you. I'm not getting the most open version of you so that I can get the real ugly stuff to the surface. I'm not getting access to who you really are. And when people need to know how, they're afraid of actually confronting the unknown. And I always talk about it. Bull riding was me yielding to the power of the unknown. I had no idea what I was getting myself. I skydive, Doc. I'm a skydiver. I know inherently that is a very risky sport and I could get killed at any moment. I still do it. Why? Because I'm okay with the unknown. I'm comfortable in my own skin. I know my gear. I know who I am and my skills. I'm in a position where I'm, I'm free because I trust the freedom of the unknown and the uncomfortable nature of what may or may not come. And I know how to react to those things if they do, malfunctions, et cetera. So going back to your question, it's, it's, it's understanding who you are 
without all your perceived limits first. It's that awareness and be willing to step towards the most uncomfortable things that challenge you in a way you've never been challenged, stretch you in a way you've never been stretched, and be willing to sit in that for a moment and find value even in the most uncomfortable of situations that you can utilize as those little golden nuggets. And that's where if people are listening, and I want them to hear that, is if you really you really care about actually becoming an optimized version of yourself, you're going to find yourself bringing in resources that actually make you face your deepest, darkest fears, your truths. You're going to look at the things that you've never resolved. And that's what it's all about. It's not about adding more skills, not about adding more processes, not about adding more strategies. Stop adding in so much and start the removal process. We are over-consuming way too much information, way too many thought leadership books, way too many programs, and we are literally stuffed up and we have not done enough removal and resolution to balance out that intake. And when we can do that, you'll find that there's much of the stuff that people consume is unnecessary for their life where they're at, or maybe it's not even the right stuff for them in that moment. But then we try to mimic that and we copy and learn. And we, I have a paper called uh, Helping Versus Optimizing on my homepage. And it, it's an academic style paper I wrote talking about the differences between helping fields and the optimizing and why people are, are literally consuming too much and chasing peak performance instead of mastering it. And that's what I'm, I'm bringing to the table here what you, to answer your question, Doc, is if people want that, they have to be willing to be in real world challenges, recreating new stresses that actually eradicate all of these, those unresolved life experiences that have impacted them all the way up to the point where they're at. Now, if you want to become the best version of yourself, you've got to face your truth, period. At the end of the day, that's it. I think that right there, how you summed it up is that, right? Just got to face that truth and face the fears. Like I had a coach one time tell me um, there's things that we would map out and do. And, and one of the things was, is I was like, oh man, I'm a little uncomfortable with doing that. And he goes, yep. All right, you're you're doing that immediately, and I was like, "What?" And he's like, "We're doing that right now. Like, <laughs> yeah. We're going to do that now, or you're going to have yeah. to start." And, and and I was like, "All right, cool, let's do it." You know, and I and I know that already, but I was like, "He, I need." He just smacked it in back in my face, and I'm going, "All right, cool, I'm going to do this." I yeah. know when I get uncomfortable, I know when I get that little feeling. All of a sudden, I'm like, "Got to go do even it. further." Go you know, even you, further with that. You know what's interesting is even when you get a little uncomfortable, go, you know what? This is not enough discomfort for me, because here's the thing: I know, and I'm just talking to you, I can feel who you are is you have a, a capacity. That's what, that's the key. What's your capacity? Your capacity is up there. We're all at different levels of capacity. That's why I only work with high-powered leaders because of who I am, what I do, what I've built around myself, my business is built around me and my gift is the capacity for these top performers. Now, the other people have other levels of capacity and it has to be stretched and stretched. And when you stretch your capacity, more money can come, more opportunity, et cetera. That's the key. When you feel with your capacity, Doc, and anybody else that's listening, when you know your, your caliber is higher than you feel you're at, that means your capacity should be stretched. You're not, you're not where you need to be. And when you feel just a little uncomfortable with something, put yourself, be willing to go, you know what? This is not enough discomfort for me to stretch my capacity. I need to really find something that's actually going to hold me accountable in the moment I feel the most scared with what it is I'm doing to better myself. I'm talking about bettering yourself. I'm not saying you need to go uh, try to inter intervene on a bank robbery because that's the most intense experience you have. I'm talking about when it comes to your own personal growth, personal development, leadership development, whatever label we want to give it. When you feel a little bit, go beyond that and you'll find that stretches you further because the only way you're going to get past those limits, blow through them and get to what I call your cap out point, which means there's no more potential to be squeezed out. There's no more you need to do. You're actually at the top of your game and you know how to sustain it 
is if you're in the most uncomfortable of positions at any given time when you're doing that personal growth, period. And you need an outside force, which is what I serve as, to hold my people accountable in the moment that it's happening. I don't let them get away with it. Like you said, your coach told you. Uh, I had a client, a public figure, who I knew he was needing uh, a financial push because he was recreating a whole new thing for his one of his companies that he ran. Uh, and he ran multiple eight-figure businesses and made tons of money. But he was always in burn. He was just in burnout and he was in pain. He was in terror. And that's why he was introduced to me. And we were working together one day and I just could feel this chaos around money. And I said, look, here's the deal. We're not going to stop. We're going to stop working on this project together. And what you're going to do is you're going to pick up your phone and you're going to call every single friend of yours. And all of his friends were like big named celebrities, influencers, other public figures, quite significant in that industry, their circle of, of influencer friends. And he panicked. And he said, I'm not doing that. I said, well, if you don't do that, then I'm not coming back. And he's like, I don't want, no, no, no. Hold on a second. Like, why do you want me? Why? And I said this, and I could see the terror coming through his eyes and he was panicking. And I said, look, you have to face what's actually holding you back from just making the money you want and maintaining that money instead of it bleeding out constantly and you feeling overwhelmed in your bank accounts, not where you want them to be. All I care about is in this moment, I can see the terror, pick up the phone and I will, I'm going to go get us food. I will come back and you should be done with that, that round of phone calls. I don't care if they don't answer. I don't care if they say yes or no. I need you to just do the activity, pick up the phone, call your friends, ask them for the amount of money you need right now. Tell me you'll pay him back. It doesn't matter. You need that. This is, this is literally going to be the thing that's going to crush you. And he finally stepped to the plate and he faced down the terror of doing that. He felt so embarrassed. He felt so wrong. He felt so inadequate squirming in his skin. But when he got done with calling all of his friends, you'd be surprised. I think one of them said yes to like a, a lesser amount, which is absolutely pathetic for who they were. But the, act, the action of moving energy just by doing what I told him to do, that challenge in real time brought forth all of that terror to the surface. He was able to see where it came from, from his childhood. And we actually did, you know, high performance meditation is one of my tools that I created to really help uh, resolve that thing that came to the surface. And you can see a new found peace in his face. You can feel him shift and morph and almost feel more comfortable in his skin. And he went into his next event and he made four times the amount of money standing on his stages and, and, and providing real world coaching for his clients than he had ever made before because we got rid of that stress. He was in a real world life scary challenge that stretched his capacity so that he can actually manifest and create what he was looking for without all that extra effort and grind. I love that. What a great yeah. story to share. And it, and, it's, and it can be, it is that simple, really. And a lot of people think it has to be because I talk a lot about the doing versus the being and you're bringing up the whole being aspect, right? He had to challenge himself, face something within, break through that. Um, and then, you know, something he would never have done on his own. I was his outside force. I, that's the whole point of what I do with my work is they, I'm in their corner by their side, 24, seven with them as life is happening. And that real world challenge, it, it just happens in every step of the way. He might think I'm coming to help him over here, but in reality, this thing over here is actually what's screwing that up over there. So I'm going to be in, in, in the foxhole with you. I'm going to battle through this as your, as your, 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 your leader, your combat soldier with you to make sure that we literally defeat the enemy once and for all. No more of you just suppressing it, sucking it up and dealing with it. Game over. It's time to get you to the top of your game because you're impacting millions of people and you are also infecting millions of people with all of your unresolved uh, garbage as well. Love that, brother. Yeah. Um, 
I could talk to you all day. I love sure. to talk to you all day. Yeah, uh, me too. We, everything comes to a point, right? So, mm-hmm. real quick, uh, how can people connect with you, follow you, see you know, keep see what you're doing, what you're up to, and all that good stuff, Wiley? Absolutely. Uh, you know, I, for me, I, it's not about. I love that people want want to follow things, and and honestly, if they just want want to read really good stuff that I'm putting together uh, that I've thrown on my website, time to erupt.com. Uh, just like it sounds, time to erupt.com is a direct uh, link that takes you to my website. Wiley McGraw is the, uh, .com is the name of my, web, my website, but when people hear this, if they're working out or whatever, they might not be able to write that down and, and might misspell my name, which happens quite a bit. So time to erupt.com will take them directly to uh, more, more so this character index that I created for people that are wanting to self-assess to see if they're ready to be optimized. Even if it's ready to have a conversation, like I never turn away conversations, it's, but for me, it's all about having real world talk. Co- let's connect, have conversations, explore, et cetera. It's not a, I just want to, you know, hire someone and, and let's just do this work together. So that's one place, Doc, I'll tell you, uh, linkedin.com forward slash Wiley McGraw. They can find that uh, hyperlink there on the website as well when they go to time to erupt.com. And I'm just going to be sharing all the different life philosophies that I've discovered in my experiences from the military, working with high-powered leaders. Uh, I write constantly about uh, different aspects of human performance, optima- optimization. Um, I share uh, anything and everything I can possibly for people to start becoming more aware of where they actually need to turn themselves so that they can get to the top of their game right now. So those are the places that if people want to go, they can go there and they can just experience the evolution of it as we come. Like I said, for 12 years before the pandemic, I I had no website, no business card. Everything was word of mouth, pass along in these circles. And I had clients up the wazoo in the personal development world who were all about like social proof and the websites. Like, hey, how, how do we expl- express or describe what you do to, to our friends and colleagues now that we can't go to events? So we created the website. I got on LinkedIn. I started making really good connections. And that's where I'm just going to start sharing myself more publicly. But brother, for the listeners, I'll have all those things in the show notes sure. for you. Okay. Um, Wiley, this was awesome. Appreciate you, brother. Likewise. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Having you on. Thanks for sharing your, uh, your, your story and your time and everything. And I appreciate the work you're doing. It's definitely the, the new, I don't want to say the new movement, it's, but it is like a movement oh. helping people become more whole rather than, right. Hey, we're just going to focus on one thing and that's it while everything else is deteriorating. Yeah, you're right. And last thought, Doc, I mean, really at the end of the day, it's like, I, I'm for me, I'm passionate about every day I wake up really early and all I care about is I want to get what I do out into the world more so for the leaders that are looking for next level performance acceleration. They want to get to the top of their game. And the other part of it is I, I'm, I'm just tired of seeing our leaders literally destroying the world around us. When you have an unresolved leader, they distort the world. When you have an optimized leader, they transform it. And we don't have really very many optimized leaders out there who are making decisions on behalf of, of all of us. And it's, it's enough's enough that that's what I care about. I couldn't agree with you more. <laughs> <laughs> right on. I pre and you know what? I appreciate what you're doing too. I, I push people constantly to get chiropractic care, especially finding the right doc, because you, you wonder why people think that their bodies are just naturally going to be in pain. It's like, well, there's so much more going on inside you. So I love that you're doing chiropractic work in the holistic manner. You're doing it as well. Thank you, brother. Yeah, brother. Absolutely. Well, thanks for having me on. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. If you found this episode to be inspirational, pay it forward by sharing with someone that you know can benefit from this. If this is your first time tuning in, please follow us, connect with us so you don't miss another amazing episode. And until next time, keep rocking and rolling.